When it comes to network security, how can you empower your people? Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Dan Holden. He's the Director of Arbor Network Security Engineering and Response Team. Dan, thanks so much for joining me today. Dan, thanks for having me. Let's jump right in. What are the attack campaigns that concern you the most in 2016, and how serious a threat are they to financial services data? Specifically with financial targets, uh, historically we've seen a lot of cybercrime activity. And one of the most interesting trends I think we've seen over the last year or so has been the uh, not only theft of information related specifically to financials, both financial institutions and uh, even us as citizens that are customers of these financials, but our personal information also being uh, stolen in addition to your typical things like, uh, you know, credit card numbers and funds and um, those sorts of scenarios. So the the information that is potentially stolen, such as uh, our email accounts, for instance, could then be repurposed and reused in other attacks. And so it's a bit of a, a, a blended nature, uh, some of these campaigns we've seen, where you're you're getting almost a uh, an APT-like type of feature set, if you will, um, or or behavior out of these uh, these financial campaigns. So it's uh, a bit more than I think what uh, what everyone's been used to in the in the past. What would you ascribe as the motivation behind the attacks, Dan? Is it extortion? Hacktivism, nation states going after intellectual property, individual hackers. We've certainly seen all of that. Motivation for attacks, whether it be a DDoS campaign or whether it be a cybercrime campaign. I mean, these these types of attacks can certainly run the gamut in terms of motivation, especially with financials. You certainly have seen anything from hacktivism to um, even uh, cyber terrorism, where potentially uh, nation-state involvement or, or some kind of uh, politically driven or geopolitically driven motivation. Cybercrime is, is certainly one of the, the largest types of motivations, obviously, because it's a, it's a business, essentially. Even though it is criminally uh, uh, focused, it's still very much a business where they are making money and these campaigns are, are driven and measured, uh, just as, as a normal business would be in terms of return on investment. That's obviously a very good motivation in, in terms of ongoing uh, attacks and what I would refer to as the, the maturing of these campaigns over time. So uh, the ROI is measured, the attacker is, is aware of what's working and what's not, and then will uh, mature, change, and add to the campaign over time. Dan, why do you find that traditional network defenses are now sort of beyond inadequate to counter these attacks? Well, I think, you know, we've depended on so many aging technologies now for so long, the attackers are quite aware of, of those technologies. There's so much dependence on these legacy technologies that they're beginning to create almost more noise than they're creating usefulness is one of the primary issues. So, you know, one of the common terms used in incident response is an indicator of compromise. So uh, a, a clue, if you will, uh, that perhaps something bad has happened. But the issue is you, you don't know for sure, and it takes a human being to really dig into it and find out. Using these indicators of compromise uh, in that fashion 
essentially, you know, requiring people to make those decisions doesn't scale very well uh, because really you, you need to be able to, to scale, you know, to the attackers. And so these, these indicators of compromise, I, I think, have become an issue because, yes, they are giving you a clue, but what you really need is something to prioritize your time. And so I think looking at uh, attacks in a more, a more sure fashion where you're, 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 you have a, a, a more of a certainty of the attack or some sign that something really bad has happened is where things are moving. Basically anything that can speed up and make incident response more effective is really what's needed at this point. So talk to me about a new approach. What do you see that's needed that would free teams to investigate and really prove the threats that can do the most damage? Well, I think the the security industry for a very long time has always preached a combination of technology, people, and process. But really, the focus, especially from a security or, or a security industry standpoint, has been the technology. And I think the technology really needs to be looked at in a manner in which it is making the people and process more effective. As we have all learned now over the years, there is no silver bullet. And so, how can we enable these processes to again scale to the attackers? And so I think uh, where things are really moving is, you know, you not only need to be thinking about the technology uh, being able to detect or prevent, but also being able to have a workflow and a, a process within the uh, tools themselves or the um, events or, the you know, the, the various technologies that enable the, the person to follow a process, do so repeatedly, and do so quite quickly. So I think everything is coming down to, of course, risk management. But risk management needs to be happening at both the analyst level and the executive level. And the technology needs to be able to support both levels of decision-making, I think. Maybe you can dig down and offer an example, Dan. I'm curious, what clues can be uncovered in global Internet traffic and then matched to an individual institution's network perhaps helping them to uncover an attack campaign that's already underway? Your question almost has the answer uh, within it. Uh, the, the real goal, I think, is being able to tie what is happening on the Internet to your, uh, your network and how it's interacting with the rest of the Internet. I think that's why a network uh, approach is so attractive. As many people often say, you know, the network never lies. What that means is that, you know, by monitoring the network, you can see exactly not only what the communication is, but what is happening uh, over a period of time. And you can see not only how, how bad it is, but it gives you some, some context behind the communication and the attack. So it's, it's moving from this point to another point, and this is what they're saying. This is what's being communicated. Or it's moving horizontally within my organization, and it came in through uh, this particular you know, method or uh, you know, location. So I think it's the interaction between, you know, your aspect of the Internet and the rest of the Internet uh, that has become uh, critical, I think, to overall risk management, both from an incident response standpoint and I also think just from an ongoing risk management standpoint. It, it all comes down to being able to understand what your risk is and, and prioritize your response to that risk. Well, Dan, if I can follow up on that, how does understanding network traffic really in detail help everybody on a financial services security team be able to prove which threats matter most, maybe in minutes, and stop those threats before any data is actually lost? Yeah, I, I think it's it's all uh, all about context. You need to be able to 
have as many answers at your fingertips as possible and also be able to ask questions as quickly as possible. Uh, so if you've got, you know, an idea that an attack might be occurring, you know, you need to be able to ask questions very quickly and not spend all of your time chasing into a very low level um, or not have enough information that is, is leaving you at a, a disadvantage with just high-level information. So I think there's there's a middle ground where you have enough context to really make quick decisions. In the past, I think incident response teams, you know, just eat up a huge chunk of their time chasing false positives. And it just, again, it doesn't scale to the attacker. You really need to be responding as, as quickly as the attacks are occurring. And uh, I think, you know, a, a human being that is going through a process and leveraging technologies needs to be able to have as much as possible uh, at their fingertips, at their disposal, with as much context to make a decision as to how to prioritize the response and move on from one attack to the next in a very uh, efficient and effective manner. So in the security sector, we talk an awful lot about technology, but you're particularly bullish now about people. What are some of the new ways that we can empower people and processes to improve network security? Well, people, I think, is actually going to be one of the the largest issues uh, facing uh, not only the security industry, but um, I think just, you know, technology industries in general. There are so many jobs out there and there is a need to uh, grow, you know, our abilities to secure ourselves and respond to these attacks. And so, you know, hiring uh, uh, effective people has is, is become uh, very, very difficult. So I think, you know, in the future, that's another way we have to be looking at these technologies is not just having experts that can use them, but can the technology actually help not only make them more efficient, but can also teach them. And, and that's why I say, you know, having to dive really deep into a particular uh, attack or, or threat is not only wasting a lot of time, it also takes someone that knows a whole lot. And so the question is, can you get the technology to enable people and really bring them with you in, in terms of uh, education, uh, career growth? I think in the future, there's there's probably going to be a lot more on-the-job training. You know, these are not, you know, these aren't necessarily skills you're going to be learning in school. So I think, you know, things are going to have to change to, bring people into the environment, um, teach them, continue to teach them, and give them a career path that allows them to help scale, again, in, to the attackers. If Even if you do bring someone in and they learn uh, so much, you know, they have now become more and more valuable. So I, I think you not only have to have that training, have the capability to hire the right people and get them up to speed, but you also have to keep things attractive to them long, long term. And uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity there for technologies to uh, help enable that. Dan, final question for you. You have just launched a new product on February 9. What is the product, and in your opinion, who needs it the most? Uh, the name of the product is uh, Spectrum. This is a new uh, product from Arbor Networks focused on, on a lot of the issues that we've talked about not just providing indicators of compromise, but providing indicators of attack that allow you to prioritize your time, understand the risk to your environment uh, at a particular point, giving you that context to make decisions. As I mentioned, you know, that that career path and and training people, it's also a multifaceted tool, and I I think that's uh, something quite unique in the industry right now, allowing you to not only use it for incident response, but also forensics and even hunting. 
so finding attacks that you know haven't necessarily been discovered and going after the attackers. So I think there's a, a lot of opportunity with this technology, and it, it can fill many different gaps. Uh, and being a network-focused product, it also uh, has the ability to be deployed in many different uh, scenarios, locations, uh, and in different manners depending on what needs to be covered, whether you're looking for breadth in, in covering your network or whether you need to go uh, you know, deep and understand even more. So you know, I, I think that's uh, an attractive aspect to the product, uh, and we're very proud of it and, and hoping we can uh, help solve some of the problems we've discussed today. Very good. Dan, as always, I appreciate your time and your insight. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. The topic has been network security, empowering the people. I've been speaking with Dan Holden. He's the director of Arbor Network Security Engineering and Response Team. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.